So our readings today, we have Isaiah 55, which we heard our first reading. Then we have Psalm 145, the Lord is near to all who call upon Him. And then we have in our uh, second reading, Philippians chapter 1. And here we have Paul, right? Paul is, what's Paul doing? Paul's saying, I want to go home. I want to be done with the day's work, meaning my life's work here on earth. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to heaven. I can't wait to finish here. But then he's struggling because he's like, he sees people that don't know that they've been called into service. So Paul has had an experience. We call that a conversion. We know that story of St. Paul or Saul becoming Paul, right? He was out persecuting Christians. The Holy Spirit came. Jesus spoke to him. But the point is, is now he's really working for God. He realizes that he's been enlisted in God's army. He realizes that he's been called. And St. Paul realizes that there's others that he's been sent to. You know, to be an apostle means to be sent. To be baptized means to be sent. There's people <clears throat> that Paul is sent to that don't know that they have a job. I mean, imagine if, you're, if you were at your workplace <clears throat> and you're just kind of like remaining idle all day. What do you think your boss would say? Ah, let's just watch some TV or something. What would your boss say if you just sat idle all day at your job? Probably say better get get things together here we need to do some work here we need to get with it we need to you know get working and you're like well I didn't even know I was at work he'd probably like call the psychologist in and be like something's wrong with this one he doesn't or she doesn't know that they're at work and when you're at work you work well our time on earth my brothers and sisters our time on earth is a time to be at the service of God's kingdom The service of the kingdom of God. So again, how are you serving the Lord? How are you working for the Lord? How are you working for the Lord? Do you know that you're at work right now? Do you know that you're called to serve? Or do we just go through our day-to-day life plugging through, plugging in, plugging out? Waiting for the weekend so we can watch the football game. It's not a bad thing, but I hope life's more important than a football game. Or having a drink. Or enjoying the weekend so I don't have to do anything. Like The Lord has such a greater vision for you and I. But if we're not praying, we're going to be blind. We're not going to see why we're here on earth. We're not going to realize the point of being on earth. We're not going to use the time we have fruitfully. We're not going to cash in and invest in God's kingdom. And so we have this reading here. It says in our first reading, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Another scripture says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be given to us. Right? So are you seeking the Lord? 
I would say yes at some level. We all are because we wouldn't be here this morning if we weren't seeking the Lord. But what do I do when I leave the church doors today? Do I go back into world mode? So there's world mode and then there's church mode. Here's where I celebrate my faith and then out in the world I kind of am sucked back into the system which degrades humanity, lowers the dignity of the human person. Meaning what? The vision of the world is you are a social security number. You and I are a cog in the system that keeps the economy going and keeps money flowing in, in, the, in the nation. Supply and demand. That's the economics of the world. What's God's economic plan? What's God's plan for us in the economy of salvation? God's employed you and I through baptism. You and I have been employed by Almighty God through baptism. As soon as you were baptized, you were hired by God to work and serve God. And as our gospel reading says, what does it say? It says the Lord went out into the land. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. Okay, then he goes and he hires people at different periods of the day. That's symbolic of people that are waking up to the realization. Some wake up at 15 years old. Oh my goodness. God's calling me to serve. Some wake up at 25. Oh my goodness. What am I doing with my life? Living with my girlfriend or my boyfriend, what am I doing? I'm forsaking eternal life because I want to model and live the world's vision. Some wake up at 45, midlife crisis. I'm not happy. My job's not happy. My marriage is struggling. I'm not finding... Huskers are losing. I don't know what's going on. What do I do at 45? Some wake up at 60. Some wake up at 75. Some wake up, I visited, I visited with a man not too long ago who had cancer dying, you know, he's probably in his 80s. He woke up at the last minute and realized it's never too late to start serving the Lord. Never too late. God can make up 70 years. If you say yes to Him. But let's not wait to the last minute because we know not when the Lord comes. The Bible says the Lord will come like a thief in the night. He comes to us. We, we don't have, I don't have a, uh, my watch isn't counting down. Like, okay, I got, I got 11 more hours to live. I'm going to say yes at, at, you know, 10.59. The Lord's saying, come now. Because my brothers and sisters, this this idea I'm presenting to you, this is not my idea, nothing's original that I'm saying, it's coming right from the Scriptures. We're breaking it open a little bit. But the point is, is, if you don't believe working for God is better than working for the world, you're not going to want to work for God. If you don't understand that there's joy in serving the Lord, then you're not going to step into your role as a worker, a co-worker with the Son of God. So we need to help each other. This is one of the reasons we come to Mass every Sunday, is to remind one another 
remind one another. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord, Joshua says in the scripture. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Whatever others do, I can't decide for them, but I will serve the Lord. So, what's it say? Psalm 145, the Lord is near to all who call upon Him. Call upon the name of the Lord today. You know, Sunday is meant to be a day of rest and leisure. So we step away from the world. The word to be set apart is what the word holy. Holy means to be set apart. Sunday is meant to help you and I to recover from being out in the world where we're pulled and treated like perhaps a number or just another idea or, or a part of the system. God wants you to understand your dignity. He wants us to really grasp that dignity. Okay, so we have a rosary. We have 20 bucks. If I would happen to call up a child. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Which would a child choose? Most likely our world has influenced our children so much that they perhaps might choose the 20 over the rosary. We have the job as catechists, we're going to call all the catechists up in a moment, as catechists we're meant to teach our children the value that God sees. This isn't bad. 20 is not bad. It's good. It's how you use it that makes it good or bad. But this rosary is symbolic of understanding how God views payment. How God views the economy of salvation. I would present to you one day, you and I, this is paper we give value. That's all. This is paper that we give value. In heaven, this is worth Zippo. In heaven, this continues to have value. The thing is, is we walk by faith right now, not by sight. You can't always see the value this has on earth. But you can see how this gives value on earth. You cannot serve God and money. So I want you to think about how are you teaching your children to distinguish the difference, to discern the value of this and the value of this, the role of this and the role of this. And are we investing in our heavenly reward? Or are we just, I don't want to throw it down, but are we just saying, this isn't fun. This is, this is not fun. This is boring. I mean, I, used, I prayed the rosary growing up with my family. And I, didn't, I, I always thought I didn't want to pray the rosary growing up. But let me tell you, I start now realizing the value of it. Mass. Mass is boring. Or mass, I don't get anything out of mass. My brothers and sisters, we don't always see the value in things. Don't just trust what you understand and what I understand and what I see and what you see. There's way more going on in this Mass than you and I can see. There's way more going on when we pray the Rosary than we can see. See, we can see what this does. Then we get stuck. 
Well, we can't always see what this does. Well, if I were to propose to you that in probably 80 years, everyone in this church would be cashing in how much prayer they've prayed or how much time they spent with God. How many of us could say, I'm excited to die because I have a great treasure in heaven that I've piled up with my prayers and my sacrifices? And how many of us would say, oh crap. I spent my whole life making this the center. Again, this is not bad. We need this here. But this will not buy you into heaven. This will buy you into heaven. This is lived out in your marriages, your families, your life each day. Praying the rosary. This is saying yes to what the world often says. This is too hard. Love's too hard. Do what you want. Make your own rules up. Follow your own way. That person will inevitably find unhappiness 